0: It's everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Good morning, everyone. And welcome back to the podcast. It feels like it's been forever. This is the short news where we talk about the news for about five minutes And then we move on to more fun, less stressful things. So for those of you who don't know and are just joining us, I'm Alex Mador, and I'm losing my voice, and you can find all information about this show on www.shortnewspod.com. We upload every Monday and Wednesday. It's been a really busy couple of weeks, so... I'm sorry if I sound a little fatigued today. I don't have coronavirus, no. Well, I don't know. But the guinea pig is currently hospitalized right now, uh, getting his mouth checked and potentially having his teeth filed down. They think that's the problem. Um, Like, that's potentially the reason he hasn't been eating there may have been an infection because of the dental issues so it's been a roller coaster ride of emotions I I never knew you could care so much about like a like such a little dude but I do and feeding him with the syringe like a baby has made me grow even more attached to him like oh I really hope he's okay I've had him since I was at my old college and Oh, he means so much to me. Other than that, I haven't really been... haven't really been doing much. Uh, I've been mastering Mango Pods and White Claw. So, hopefully... Hopefully it's good now. It's been taking forever to to make this sound right. I'll finish one version of it and upload it and listen back. And it sounds like complete shit on my speakers. Like, drowned out. Like, either the piano is drowning out the vocals, or the vocals are drowning out the piano, I can't get it right. But I finalized it, and I'm not letting myself look back. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I need to move on to the next one. So it's it's coming out on all music platforms in my name, Mangopods and White Claw. It'll be a couple of days, because I had to delay it again to make these adjustments. But for now, if you want to hear it, go to soundcloud.com slash Mador. Okay, I'll stop plugging. I'm just really excited because I used to only make sad songs, but that's not fun at all. That just hurts. Music should be enjoyable. Not saying there shouldn't be sad songs, but music should be enjoyable. And that's how I approached this one. Instead of making a song about how I was feeling, or how I was feeling currently about, or, or like about like a past situation, I I made a song about how I want to feel, and that was even more powerful than what I was writing about in the past, so again, yeah, check it out. Coronavirus is getting scary around here. They're shutting down colleges in the area, and I'm really hoping they shut down mine I'm totally fine with online classes. I'm significantly better at those than I am sitting through a lecture where my mind wanders. I end up writing talking points for this show or drawing. The only issue though with online classes is Blackboard. Blackboard is like the software that all the colleges use for, for their online classes and it's the shittiest site ever. Like you would think academics is important enough where they make this site intuitive enough for students to complete their work, but no, no, of course not. It it'll never be that easy. Blackboard looks like a site from the nineties, and it's so overcomplicated. Does does anyone remember Edmodo growing up? Because that was kind of like this, like a online classroom type thing, because Edmodo was so much better than Blackboard, I don't know why they don't just use Edmodo, technology has improved so much over the years, and they can't make a site with an, like, a a normal URL, you have to enter this, this, like, ridiculous URL, why does the mic keep, like, am I clipping? Mm -hmm. Do I want to sit, like, here? Okay, so... They, I I guess it's because they aren't giving the schools enough funding or something. I don't know. But Blackboard sucks. They need to fix that. Because it's going to be important when this virus gets bad. I don't know. I think I'm going to get it. I'm probably going to get it. I've been taking public transit every day. And I, I hold the grab bar on the subway all the time. So, to, like, what am I going to do? Launch into people? I've tried not holding on. And I, like, decked a kid. So like, yeah, I touched the grab bar and I have a bad habit of touching my face and my eyes. So this is a test to see if my immune system is strong enough to handle all of that. I've been sick so many times in my life. I think my immune system is like an Iron Man suit. But we have to get into some news where we will discuss the virus further. So without further I see it cut out there. Without further ado, a very special coronavirus edition of the short news. We go to Michael Hunt live for today's top stories. Hello and welcome to the News Only Shorter. I am Michael Hunt and here are today's coronavirus stories. Ted Cruz has self-quarantined after coming in contact with a carrier of the coronavirus at CPAC, or CPAC, I don't know how you say that, representative That scared the shit out of me. YouTube was auto-playing. Representative Paul Gosar is self-quarantining as well after interacting with the same individual, showing that the virus has even reached our politicians. The quarantined coronavirus-infected cruise ship Grand Princess is finally set to dock in Oakland with 21 infected people on board. Imagine being one of those people who have been stuck on that ship for this long. That's just terrible. The United States death toll has risen to 22, while the worldwide death toll is approaching 4,000. The virus is now documented to be in 34 states. A White House expert says that 4 million coronavirus tests will be available by the end of next week. There have not been enough test kits available, especially in New York for people to find out whether or not they are infected so they can know to quarantine and seek treatment. Apple owners beware. You may not be able to get a replacement iPhone for weeks or more if you damage or break yours. Supplies has, have run short as manufacturing has ceased. Due to the virus, and Apple stores and cell phone carriers are trying to stop up, but are warning that things may not return back to normal for two to four weeks. Buy a bigger case for your phone, or just be more careful because it may be really difficult to replace it or get replacement parts, thanks to coronavirus. In non-coronavirus related news, literally All the news I can find is about the coronavirus, so... That's going to do it for the news. I'm Michael Hunt. Stay safe, wash your hands, don't touch your face, good luck. Back to you, Alex. Thanks, Mike. So this is probably going to be, like, slightly shorter of an episode. I just want to warn you guys, because I have to get on a call with my vet... At some point, to discuss what is going on with the piggy. So, before we do that, let's go into a story, right? Stories and stupidity. I need more coffee. One moment. Sorry, my vet called. Okay, um... We are gonna tell a story, right? Good thing that wasn't right in the middle. So... Since I'm trying to take things in chronological order, we are now in my sophomore year of high school. It's the fall after I came back from summer camp, so it's 2011, I think, and life is boring as hell. (laughs) Can't really go anywhere after school. My friends are doing the same things as always, talking about orchestra and counting calories as well as debating politics, which at the time I was too immature to understand. And also that's the most dull, boring thing to discuss when you're sophomores in high school. So I started hanging out with other people during lunch and classes, my neighbor who we'll call Bob, and his buddies who were really making a good time out of high school, partying and drinking and smoking, all things I had never done before. I never hung out with them or really anyone at all outside of school since my mom would always just accuse me of being up to no good when all I was doing was playing video games or airsoft with friends or walking around town buying candy, literally stocking up on candy because I wasn't allowed to, But, but Bob lived right across the street. And he was having the boys over after school for a little get-together. And he invited me over to see what it was all about, you know? And I had never been around people who were smoking and drinking before. And I was really curious. So I convinced my mom to let me bike over to his house right across the street. Not that hard. And she said, alright, as long as uh, I was home for dinner and that if I did any drugs, I would be completely fucked. So I bike over there, and they're all in the dark basement. It smells like skunk, and one of the guys is laying in a sleep, sleeping bag, half asleep. Uh, Keep in mind, it's only 4.30 in the afternoon at this point. He wakes up and goes, oh man, I have such bad cotton mouth right now. And he gets up, and we're all just hanging out. They're explaining weed and vodka to me. And, yeah, again, I'm really curious. I've never really been around any of this before. And the vodka smells really good. It smells like the medicine from some homeopathic doctor my mom used to give me as a kid for my Tourette's. And Bob is like, I won't pressure you to do anything. It's completely up to you. I'm not like that. And and I'm like, will one shot make me drunk? And he goes, no. And I... Ask him, uh, do you have gum or mint to cover up my breath by any chance? And he goes, yeah. So I'm like, okay, pour me a shot. So he pours me a shot of Dubra, the cheapest vodka in the choice of all high schoolers. And I sniff it. It smells delicious. I know people are like, ugh, you like vodka? That smells gross. It smells like chemical. But no, I love it. And it goes down the hatch. So yeah, the, the, the warmth I feel immediately traveled down and throughout my body, it's amazing. Too amazing. But I'm chilled out more than I've ever been. My muscles, my muscles are constantly tense. Like, I'm a very tense person. I have a stutter that comes and goes, and I have these really bad anxiety tremors that makes it hard to write or take pictures I didn't have weed back then, so this booze, like taking that shot for the first time in my life, was probably the first time I ever felt calmed down in at a normal brain level ever. It was awesome, and the boys started smoking a bowl and asked me if I wanted any, but i said oh no i don't I don't want to mix drugs and alcohol and they said. Hmm. Okay, that's very responsible of you. And I was like, yeah, I have to eat dinner across from my mom in a bit at home. And I just watched them play vodka pong and smoke for another hour before it was time for me to go home for dinner. And I had to bike home. I was definitely tipsy. And I get home to eat dinner and I was actually able to deal with my mom and her annoying bullshit. She was saying how I wasn't trying hard enough in school Well, not saying, yelling, as usual, and I was somehow able to tune her out much easier than usual. Dinner went by quickly, and I went upstairs to play guitar. My brother was up there. Being annoying, he kept, like, putting his hands over the strings and bending them, so I sat on him. And then he told my mom, who screamed at me and sent me to my room for hours, So, the next day was a Saturday, and the entire time, all I could think about was the vodka and weed. It was so interesting to me. I I thought that stuff could kill you, but it didn't seem that way anymore. I was talking to Bob, and he told me to come over that evening, and I could see what weed is all about, since I wouldn't be drinking, and now that I had been around it before, I really wanted to at least be around it again. So again, I bike over to Bob's house and we're chilling in his room watching some TV and looking at his weed stash. It was in like a Super Mario mushroom tin that you could buy at CVS or something. It was supposed to have candy in there, but it had little stanky nugs in there instead. Eventually he's he's like, Okay, I'm gonna smoke a bowl. Do you do you want some? And I say, I mean I mean I'll I'll watch. And we go to his bathroom and he lights one up. And I'm like, okay, blow it into my face so I can see what it's like. (laughs) So he blows a huge cloud in my face and I inhale. I don't really feel much, but I think that more of like the placebo effect or the power of suggestion kicked in It made me feel funny. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Light me up, bro. And he does. I take a hit of the bowl. It tastes awesome. And I get stoned for the first time in my life. Let me just fix the heater. So yeah, I'm back. It it felt so relaxing. Like, for the first time, my body sinks into a chair. My posture is normal. My muscles are completely calmed and my brain slows down to a normal pace. I'm finally chill. So, we're sitting there discussing the high and I'm saying how awesome this is and how I can't believe I was against and afraid of it for so long. I've been missing out on so much and... All of a sudden, a call from my mom comes in on Bob's landline. I pick it up and my mom is saying, Alex, where are you? We're going out for your brother's birthday dinner right now. Get home. And I'm like, oh, oh, shit. Okay, I'll be right home and hang up. And I go, shit, 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 dude. I have a family dinner right now. And he's laughing and I'm freaking out. And he goes, it's okay. I have cologne and mint. And he gives me those. I spray and I take the mints and I rush home. My family is waiting in the car and I jump in the back seat with my brother. My mom turns around in the passenger seat and goes, what were you doing at Bob's house? And I say, not much, just doing a ton of coke and meeting some strippers. And she's like, Alexander. And I go, I'm kidding. Relax. And like, wow, I am so hungry. I realize like the hungriest I've ever been and I'm never hungry. Like, I actually have somewhat of an eating disorder where my body just never feels hungry. So I have to force myself to eat every meal, hence why I'm so skinny. But on this day, food was the only thing on my mind now. So we get to the barbecue place that we're going. It's like a barbecue ribs place. Oh, so good. And it's like sensory overload. The smell of ribs, the people talking and drinking all over the place... TVs, showing football on every corner of the bar. I was too high for this shit. I I didn't think I could do it. But we sit down at the table and get menus and everything looks good. My mom goes, Alex, make sure you actually eat. You never eat. Get something good. And I'm thinking to myself, this definitely shouldn't be hard tonight. And when the waiter comes and asks me what I want, I say, Can I get a rack of ribs, six wings, and a whole order of fries and a glass of milk? And everyone at the table turns and gawks at me. I say something like, what? I'm hungry. And my mom goes, why are you so hungry, Alex? And I say, uh, I don't know, puberty? And that diffused the situation because everyone laughs. Apparently I'm funnier when I'm high. I I don't know. But the food comes. I devour that shit. And the rest I take home with me. And my mom is really suspicious the entire time because, like, I've never liked food this much. And at the same time, how is she going to criticize me for actually eating when it's been impossible at, the, like, up to this point to get me to eat since I was a kid? It was the best meal I think I had of the the decade, only to be beat by anything with vodka sauce, specifically gnocchi. So, Oh shit, what the fuck? Sorry about that, guys. It was the uh, UPS man. Mr. UPS man. So where were we? Finishing up dinner? Yeah, so we're on the ride home and my brother lets me use his Nintendo 3DS because that was a thing back then. And the glasses-free stereoscopic 3D was blowing my baked brain. We got home, I played the video games, and passed out after a crazy day. Since then, I've smoked weed to help me eat and sleep, and it even got rid of my Tourette's tics, or at least mitigated or minimized them. It made me less tense, more calm, able to think straight, and not about a million things at once. It has honestly improved my life so much, and getting my medical card is... Something I would suggest to people 21 and up that believe that they need it. You don't need to be breaking the law. You can get your medication and do it right. Like, sure, weed has, like, there have been times where it was a distraction. But once I was mature enough, which is why you gotta be 21, well, I was mature enough to use it as a tool, it was such a huge help in my life. So, I guess the lesson here is trying new things is always important. I'm not just talking about doing stupid things in high school or going to dinner stoned with your family. Don't do that, because you might get in trouble. I mean, like, exploring things in life that you don't understand To get a better understanding of them and maybe learn to like them. People hate what they don't understand and that's why I try my best to understand everything and only hate after I know the full story. Anyways, before this gets to become some rant, we should go to an ad break and I need to take a quick breather. So we will be back in a minute and a half. After a quick word about Instacart. Get ready for that. Okay, I want to talk to you guys about Instacart. Save yourself that trip to the market. Instacart delivers groceries in as fast as one hour. They connect you with personal shoppers in your area to shop and deliver groceries from your favorite stores, such as like BJ's, uh, Costco, CVS, All of the grocery stores, not all, but most, Petco, I get catnip delivered for Susie from Instacart. So like I said, multiple stores available, shop all your favorites on a single order. The products you love from your local stores, I even get hair dye from them. And selected by shoppers based on your preferences and delivery to your door in as fast as one hour. So, if that sounds good to you, following the link in the show notes lets Instacart know we sent you and help support our show. So, thank you for doing that. And you get free delivery on your first order over $35. So, go ahead, download Instacart. Today, make an account, well first follow the the, uh, the link, and then download Instacart, and get that free delivery, and relax today, chill, watch some TV, play some video games, while somebody else shops for you. Alright, welcome to the relationship hour, I tried to keep that ad read shorter than usual. And then, during the break, I was looking through the hot section of the relationship advice, and I found one that, holy shit, my 46 female husband, 50 male, has a porn collection of one of his students. Both my husband and I teach at the same university. Okay, wait, first it says, I'm trying to keep this both as vague and as collected as possible. Bear with me. Both my husband and I teach at the same university, within the same department. Because of this, we have a lot of overlap with students we both teach. One of these students is a girl I'll call Kate. Kate is nice, smart, and very pretty, but not someone I think about a lot. I knew she was also in some of my husband's courses, but we never really spoke about her. Just a normal student, I guess. I had a smartphone that I got rid of a few years ago due to wasting too much time on it. Now I have a small flip phone I carry for emergencies. My husband has a normal phone. We went on vacation recently and used his phone to take pictures of our trip. Yesterday he was out of the house and had left his phone charging. I decided I wanted to send my, pic- my sister some pictures of our vacation. Some nice pictures of our vacation. Sorry, not just pictures. He... Didn't have a code on his phone before, and I was surprised to see he'd added one. But he never cared if I'd used his phone before, and he uses the same code for almost everything, so I had an easy time guessing and letting myself in. I realized that this is something a lot of people would consider very snoopy and inappropriate, but like I said, we've always been open with each other, and I had no intention of digging up dirt on him or sneaking through his private stuff. I assumed he had added the code sometime when we were traveling to make sure it, it, to make it harder to steal or something. I started scrolling through his pictures, and I find an untitled photo fo, folder. Sorry, an untitled folder. I can't read. <clears throat> From the preview, I could see it was full of nudes. I know I shouldn't have looked, but I couldn't help myself, and when I did, my heart fell into my stomach because they were all pictures of Kate. He had probably 50 nudes of her on his phone. I couldn't believe what I was seeing and I still can't. I am horrified he would do this to me and to her. At this point, I didn't know how he had gotten the pictures or what. Most of them were screenshots and had filters on them, so I dug around some more and found he had made a Snapchat account with a fake name. The Only friend he had was a girl with a name I didn't recognize. I looked through their messaging history and f- didn't find anything so I'm assuming he deleted all the messages from her. But her profile had many, many nude photos you could click through, and at this point it became clear that the mystery girl was Kate using a pseudonym. At this point I set his phone back and went on my computer to dig some more. Googling Kate's fake name brought me to a profile on a webcam porn site she had created. Oh damn, does she have an OnlyFans too? There was a lot of porn as well as an advertisement for a Snapchat you could pay to be friends with her on for more porn. I'm assuming this is how my husband added her. Shit. I am also assuming he is one of her paying customers on the website unbeknownst to me. I have no idea if Kate knows her professor is buying her porn, but that seems unlikely to me. Yeah, Jesus Christ. What the fuck do I do? I was... Too shocked to say anything to him when he came home last night, and he could tell that I was upset, but I lied and told him I got into a spat with my sister so I wouldn't have to confront him. Oh, She's making the porn of her own free will, so far as I can tell, but this is so deeply wrong to me. I know I can't ignore this, and I also don't want to accidentally out-Kate to the entire school and ruin her reputation. Just, what do I do? Edit, thanks for all the advice. I'm going to administration tomorrow to report this. Regardless of whether she's consented to making the content, I don't feel it's ethical to grade someone you pay, and at the very least, I don't want to be responsible for grading Kate in the future. Common consensus from men commenting seems to be that A. There is something wrong with me, or else he wouldn't have done it, and B. It's completely normal for men to pay money for porn of teenagers they know, and build a collection around that, and if you feel any negative emotions towards realizing your husband is doing so, you're an ugly old-fashioned prude, so be it, I will be a single happy employed and morally consistent ugly prude, I have screenshots and found unexplained transactions on our shared account that I believe are payments for private shows, I am staying staying with a friend, probably will not update this further, Good night, everyone, edit to no i am not outing kate or putting her on blast i'm not sure how i'm n- not sure how so many people got that out of what i wrote i'm reporting my husband for inappropriate behavior with a student and asking for her to be moved from my class due to a possible conflict of interest doing porn as a student isn't against the rules and she's not getting punished and top comment. It's one thing to watch porn and another to be basically obsessed with and building a collection of a specific person that is also his student. It is very inappropriate and you don't really know what other contact or advances he has made toward her. I would definitely confront him about this or about it. Not sure if I could get over it but every relationship is different and it's up to you and what your personal moral boundaries are. Good luck. Obviously, she's not getting over it from the updates. And I wouldn't either. I was going to give her the advice of leave. And I, I didn't realize you can report it without getting the girl in trouble. But yeah, she's just reporting her husband. And dude, 50-year-old professor paying for porn of, her, of his student. How do you even find out about that? Did she tell him? Like, what? How did that happen? Was he just that obsessed with her that he, like, looked her up online and just conveniently, coincidentally, like, she happens to be making videos and stuff? Yeah, that's crazy. And then another comment says, I'd also try to talk to Kate about it. Does she know that one of her teachers has a borderline obsession with her? Given that he's talking to her through her sex work Snapchat rather than her personal I doubt that there's an actual affair going on, though it's still possible, of course. I'd look at the Snapchat name of his account to see if it's anything that can be associated with him. Not a sex worker myself, but I've talked to sex workers who use Snapchat, and they said that most of their messages are just text. If it is a picture, it's one of their dick and it's not of their face. Damn, OP, I hope you and Kate get away from him. Yeah, he's creeping on this girl like i'm not gonna dig on her for making a living because like men will pay for that women will pay for that too on twitter i see girls that have only fans all the time and their their bio is always like just trying to pay rent follow my only fans and it's like okay the only monthly like people i pay for and this is on Patreon, are, are the uh, Tiny Meat Gang. And so there is a monthly charge on my bank statement to Tiny Meat Gang. So if Ashley didn't know what I was uh, listening to in my free time, if she didn't know that I was obsessed with TMG, then there would be an issue. <laughs> there would be an issue. Alex, why are you paying for a site called Tiny Meat Gang. Do, do, uh, do you have something you have to tell me? I'm going to stay with my mom. (laughs) Like, (laughs) wait, 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 babe, no. It's, it's comedians. They're, they're comedians. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like one of, um, she did walk in one time. I was watching one of their podcasts on Patreon and the title was Sexy Magic Tricks. And she just saw the title, and because the video had just stopped, and she just she's like, got really sad. I was like, "What? What are you watching?" And I was like, "No, no, 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 no! It's..." And I played it, and it was just Cody and Noel talking about like Takashi Six Nine or something. <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, oh! I, got, I got worried there." And I was like, "No! What the? What do you think I'm watching? Some girl just pulling." Like uh, those colored, those multicolored uh, handkerchiefs tied to each other out of her. You know what? Anyways, yeah, she, so she, this lady's got this all figured out, it seems like. This person has a good point. Of all the gin joints in all the world, I wonder just how your husband discovered her sight. Either he spends a lot of time looking at porn... Another student told him, or she told him. In other words, he either lucked into finding it, or someone told him about it, which seems more likely to you. This is shady AF. Yeah, like, how did he find that? Oh my god. I just got sucked into this Reddit advertisement. I was like, what the fuck? My wife, 24 female, just punched me 33 male in the mouth. Um... Jeez. No, I don't wanna... Okay. My 25 male fiancé's 26 female K-pop obsession is ruining our relationship. This one can't be dark, right? I, 25 male, have been happily together with my 26 female fiancé for five years now. Congratulations. I'm working and she's at the end of her university program. Ever since we met, we've been great with each other, and I'm madly in love with her. However, uh uh-oh, about a year ago, a good friend of hers properly introduced her to K-pop. She was already familiar with the music, but had never really seen any of the vast K-pop culture that's behind it. She instantly became obsessed. She wouldn't stop talking about the guy groups she was into, and would constantly either listen to their music, watch YouTube videos, or reality shows of them. She would constantly talk about the idols that she adored, how pretty they were, how funny they act, and what she'd do to sleep with them. Yeah, this started to make me uncomfortable. At first I didn't mind. I thought of it as a harmless hobby or whatever. However, her obsession became creepy pretty fucking fast. I would constantly get comments from my dad and friends asking if I wasn't weirded out by the fact that she had a wallpaper of a topless Korean guy on her phone in favor of the one she used to have of us on a trip to Paris. Of course, I defended her saying that she's a big fan of their music and so on. At this point, I actually spoke to her and expressed how her newfound hobby was starting to make me uncomfortable. It had been over four months of me constantly hearing her adore them, saying how perfect they are and blah blah blah, it was starting to hurt my feelings because I was starting to compare myself to them and realize how short I fall on every single aspect that she adores. She said she understood, would tune it down a notch, but wasn't sure she wanted to stop entirely because of all the friends she had met through the friend that introduced her to K-pop. Two weeks after that, she left for university and left her laptop unlocked in the kitchen table. Now, I'm definitely not the kind of person who disrespect her privacy by snooping. They always say this around her on her computer. But she literally had a window open with a group chat on Facebook with her writing erotic novels about them having sex with the members of the group that they're obsessed with. This isn't even the worst part. I've been scheduled for a big surgery for several months. We've had the date in both our calendars. I'm terrified, which she knows. But last week, she told me that they had booked tickets to watch their fucking concert on the day of my operation. Instead of being there with me, the concert is, is is in a city far away. She'll be gone for three to four days, which are the days I'm expected to stay at the hospital. I was heartbroken when she told me about her plans. And she justifies by stating the fact that she and her friends had gotten special tickets to also be able to meet the group and that it's a once in a lifetime opportunity for her. Yeah, and this surgery is like kind of hopefully a once in a lifetime thing. I honestly don't know how to proceed from here. I love this woman with all my heart. Since the moment I met her, I have known that she's the one. But this is crossing every line I thought I had. How am I even going to explain this to my family? My family lives in another state and will come to visit me at the hospital. But we had all agreed that she would be the one to drive me to the hospital, act as moral support, and so on. I don't even know how to explain all this to my family that wasn't intending on staying more than a day. Ever since she became obsessed with K-pop, she changed to a whole new person. Am I overreacting? I don't want to leave her, but I'm not sure I can marry her if she doesn't drop this completely. Too long didn't read, my fiance's K-pop addiction got so out of hand that she's writing sex scenes about her in the K-pop group with her friends. She's also bought tickets for a concert on the Big day of a big scary surgery of mine. Um, dude, I would be pissed. I would leave. If I were you... So, I'm gonna say what I would do first. I would be like, okay, you're not gonna be there on my surgery. Pack your shit. Pack your shit. Yeah, go on the trip. But, uh, don't fucking come back. I'm serious. I... I'm locking the door. Your shit will be outside. You don't want to be there on, like, an important, potentially life-threatening surgery? You don't want to be there for me on that? But you want to go see fucking BTS or whatever? They will come back. What do you mean, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity? You stupid bitch. Be there for your man during a surgery. Oh my god. Like, if... If she can't do that, if she can't sacrifice a stupid fucking K-pop concert... For your extremely important surgery that she has known has been coming up for months. Dump her ass. You deserve to marry better. Someone needs to punch this lady. Someone needs to slap her back to reality. I'm not encouraging hitting women. But get another woman to hit that woman. And be like, that's from me. No, 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 because no, then it's still, it's still technically you doing it then. No hitting, no hitting. Never mind. But, okay, so what I think you should do is be like, if you're not going to be there for my surgery, then I don't think that I can marry you. I don't think that you are ready for marriage If you do not understand the gravity of the situation and are willing to prioritize a concert over a surgery that you have known about for months, that just shows a lack of regard for you. And that's not cool. What do people have to say? I don't think you're overreacting. This is weird. Obsessive behavior. Especially with her bailing on your surgery. I would take this as a huge red flag. You'll you'll come second to K-pop for a somewhat distant future. What happens when you have, a, have to cancel your wedding because they'll be in town that day? Hypothetical, of course, but I wouldn't put it past her at this point. She's gotta tone it down. And then this person, um, says like, what if she gets an opportunity to... Below them, and then someone goes, "Yeah, but to be fair, she's unlikely to do that." What does this person have to say? This is super weird. It's one thing to really enjoy a band and their music, but another thing to not be there for you in a time of need, especially since your family is also noticing the odd behaviors. She is being incredibly selfish with all of this, from the erotic and blatant fan fiction and obsession to completely disregarding your needs. I would seriously ask yourself if this is the right relationship in person for you. She's a different person now. Well said. Couldn't have said it better myself. Once in a lifetime opportunity for her, get the fuck out. By the sounds of it, even if you somehow manage to get her to stay with you, she is going to resent you for it. I say let her go. But before she leaves, tell her there's no longer an engagement. If she values some fucking K-pop band over her future husband's well-being, what else is she going to value more than you? Good point. It's obviously not going to be your relationship. Sorry you're in this situation, my man, but it doesn't sound like she's going to put you anywhere near the top of her priority list. Yeah, that's not cool, dude. That sucks. Honey, I... I know you have this... Very... Very important surgery coming up, but I booked tickets to see Doja Cat. (laughs) She's not going to be wearing any clothes. Okay, here's a good one. My boyfriend, 25 male, and I, 20 female, are moving together to another city for school. Advice? So my boyfriend and I are both starting at new different colleges in the same area in the fall. We've been together for a year and everything is so awesome with him, I want to be sure I don't mess anything up. Anyone have advice on how to keep romance alive while an hour away and both stressed? For reference, I will be in student housing and he will have his own apartment or house. I will be in a rural town near Dallas and he will be in Dallas. Thanks. Um, I I mean, what? How do you make it work? Just, um, it's not really that hard. It's not something you can, like, force. The only things you have to do are maintain. So go out on dates. Make sure you spend time together. If you don't see each other for a couple days, like, make sure you FaceTime. Keep in touch. Send gifts to each other. Like, set designated times to hang out. That's really all you have to do to keep things alive, is set designated times to hang out. I don't know what the travel situation is for you guys. Like, if you have a car, or if he has a car, because then that makes it all the easier. If not, there's public transit. I know that can be scary, and during the coronavirus, it's very gross, but if you're willing to get sick for love, then so be it. And I'm sure there's a lot to do in Dallas. I'm not saying that sarcastically. I'm sure there's, like, plenty of restaurants and activities and dates and types of things you can go on. You can, like, spend the night at each other's places. There there are ways to make it work just go out together have a good time enjoy enjoy your youth your youngness i don't know oh there's also uber yeah i don't know cuz that's not i've done long distance before that like 4 hours long distance not like the town over i don't see i don't see that as long distance i think i think you might be worried too much don't overthink this it'll work out if it works out. Um, met a cute waitress. What do I do? So I recently split up from a two-year relationship, and I decided to go to my local Buffalo Wild Wings this weekend. I managed to get an absolutely gorgeous waitress, and we talked here and there throughout the night. I decided to leave a note in my number on one of the receipts saying I'd love to hear from her, She also asked me to add her on social media as I was leaving. She's a busy girl with multiple jobs, so I know she's busy, but I haven't heard from her, nor has she accepted my request. How much longer do I wait before I message her or start to think it's a lost cause? Top comment. You should message her immediately. If she doesn't answer in 10 minutes, message her again. If she still doesn't answer, show up at her work drunk and high and throw stuff around the restaurant demanding why she didn't answer. And then someone goes, you forgot to piss on her to show dominance. (laughs) That's what guinea pigs do. And then someone says, didn't work for me, I'd reconsider this approach, OP. Um, okay, somebody says, maybe a few more days, I have friends who work long hours and they took a day or two to reply from my messages Because the moment they're home, they drop dead on their bed and pass out until their next shift. Yeah, I can, I can attest to this. At my, my IT job, like, I would come home and my friends would text me, like, hey, you want to hang out? And I just wouldn't, I I won't, won't answer. Like, my time is my time, you know what I mean? Like, when I get home from work, I don't want anybody to bother me, except Ashley. That's not bothering me. I want to spend my time with her, the piggies, and the cat nobody else, I shut everything off, so that could be what's going on, she just hasn't had a time, like, the time to get back to you, literally, because she's either working or resting, but when she does have the time, then most likely she will, I, yeah, wait a couple of days, and if she doesn't, then just be, then, yeah, message her, be like, hey, what's up, I'm the guy from Buffalo Wild Wings, um, like, what's up? Um, how you doing? How's work? That type of thing. Not all of that at once. Pick one. Or like just wanted to say what's up. I don't know. Like what's up and how you doing? Just do it, man. Don't bother her. Like just message her once and if she doesn't respond, then it's a lost cause. But dude, just do it. Don't be scared. The worst that can happen is rejection. The worst that can happen is she doesn't respond. That used to always be the worst on Tinder when, um, when someone, you'd match with somebody and then you message them because you're like, oh, we, I guess we like each other. Okay. Like, I'm going to message this person and be like, hey, what's up? How you doing? And no response ever. It's like, then why the fuck did you like me for some validation that guys like you? What is the point? So yeah. Ask out the cute waitress, or no, sorry, reach out to the cute waitress. I've had cute, I've had cute waitresses at Buffalo Wild Wings before. That's always nice. Ow. Alright, one sec, I'm gonna take care of something, and then we'll do one more. Alright, we're back. One more. Uno mas. Would you consider this cheating? 18 female, my partner, 20 male, went out to a bar yesterday with his best friend, started talking to two American girls here on holiday before getting one of the girls' Instagrams. I feel betrayed and asked why he didn't say he had a girlfriend and he said it didn't seem relevant? He says I'm being controlling and toxic. He's been neglecting our relationship emotionally 100% at the moment, which makes things worse. He blames me for everything and asks why my head's so fucked up every time I question something he does like this. At this point, I'm starting to feel suicidal in this relationship, but I feel too weak to leave. Um, well, you gotta, you gotta get help. Yeah, number one, you gotta get help if you're feeling self-harm. So do that before anything. Talk to somebody, call the suicide hotline to talk through whatever problem you're going through. Um, and that goes for anybody that feels that way. You can just look up the number online and they'll help talk you down. Um, but it seems like... I See, that's not cheating, but it's crossing a line and being disrespectful... It's uncomfortable and he's he's kind of throwing everything back at you saying you're the problem and that it's your fault and that you're crazy and that that just sounds toxic um you gotta be strong and leave it's the hardest thing but it's like ripping off a band-aid once it's done like ripping it off was the worst part but you feel so much rele- like relief afterwards top comment uh firstly go see someone now or call the suicide hotline and talk to someone who knows how to help you secondly you're in an unhealthy relationship and you need to get out asap find a friend or family member to stay with please don't kill yourself okay yeah like step one is remove yourself from the negative situation so that person's right go stay with somebody Get out of there because, yeah, the the talking to the American girls, yeah, that's a problem, but it's not the major problem. It's one of the problems. But the major problem is his lack of respect for you and the fact that he's deflecting all of the blame onto you. That's unhealthy. That's going to make you feel like constant shit. You don't want that. So, yeah, go stay with a family member. Damn, that was depressing. But no, I... I wouldn't call it... I would call it almost... I would call it, like, the steps to cheating. Because, like, yeah, you know... You know what he was doing. Like, that is... that Yeah. Anyways, what time is it? 11.05. Damn. Whoa, I've been doing this for a while now. I gotta upload this and... Finish some physics homework. So... Everybody who is listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you go to www.shortnewspod.com for more information about this show. And check out soundcloud.com slash alexmador for my new song, Mango Pods and White Claw. I don't know why I said it that way, but this has been the short news. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you guys in a couple days. Peace. It's really that time of year, and your team might finally do it.
1: Or if you're a Rams fan, you might just want to book the trip now. This year, Super Bowl 56 is in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium, February 13th. You can scour resellers to buy an overpriced to get closer to the day, or you can lock in the Super Bowl experience of a lifetime. Now with our friends at On Location. True 50-yard line seats only available with On Location. An invite to celebrate on the field with the champs. On Location. Yes, you want to craft a perfect confetti angel like I did. Go to the game with On Location. And it's not just about gameplay. From dinner with NFL legend Marcus Allen. To pre-game parties featuring acoustic sets for Wyclef. The official Hospitality partner of the NFL is offering the most exclusive ticket packages available. Want to know how? Visit onlocationexp.com forward slash SP56 or search Super Bowl on location. That's right. Search Super Bowl on location. Make the trip of a lifetime. It's your shot. Take it.